Hey, CFA family, Matt here, and I just want to welcome you to the special edition of CFA Online. We're so glad you're here with us, worshiping with us. Wherever you're at, whether you're watching from your smartphone, smart TV device, we're just glad you're here with us, and we're going to have a great Sunday together. In fact, in just a moment, my good friend Dan Leanne is going to come and share a message, our next message in our Peace of Mind series. And you're going to love Dan. It's going to be a great message. In fact, text somebody now, tell them to jump online. Uh, this is going to be a good message for them. I did want to take this time and let you know that next Sunday, we are back to our regular schedule. We're in person, we're online at 1030, and we can't wait to see you here. In fact, we have baptism Sunday next Sunday. And so if you've never been baptized, this is a great time to jump in. There's nothing like going public with your faith, declaring Jesus as Lord. And we encourage you, if you haven't been baptized, sign up today. There should be a link that comes up and you can get baptized. And we're excited to experience this with you as you take this next step in your faith. I also wanted to let you know if you're here for the first time, uh, we, we're glad you're with us. If you have questions about CFA, feel free to ask in the comment section below. Uh, we have an online connect card that you can fill out and let us know a little bit more about you. And we'd love to connect with you and tell, us, tell you more about who we are and how you can get involved. I also want to take this time and thank you so much for your giving, for your generosity. It is never lost on us, the sacrifice and the faithfulness of the people of CFA. And we thank you for being on this journey with us. We thank you for being part of this church as we're reaching our community and being faithful to what God has put in front of us to do. If you haven't yet given, it's very easy. You can text the phrase church for all to 77977. You can also go to our website, churchnumber4.us slash give, and you can give that way. Once again, thank you so much for your giving. Well, as I said, I am excited because Dan Leanne is with us, and I've known Dan Leanne for 15 years. He's been an incredible friend. He's been a, uh, a friend in ministry. He's been a friend in life. And Dan is incredible. Dan preaches all over the U.S., actually all over the world. And he just preaches a message of hope, of love, of grace and life. And you're going to be encouraged by Dan Leanne today. So listen, get ready, prepare your heart, uh, open up your soul to what God has in store for you today. And let's hear the word of God from Dan Leanne. Well, hello, Church for All family. Uh, my name is Dan Leanne. Uh, I'm one of the teaching pastors here at New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, but you might notice that my voice is a little bit different. Uh, it's because I was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. Uh, my mother and father are Chinese. That's the reason my beautiful face is this way. Uh, but now I live in Anderson where I get to serve at this great church. And uh, the most important thing you need to know about me right now is that I am the uh, East Coast president of the Matt and Kim Lagerquist fan club. And uh, I just love your pastors so much. Uh, they've been dear friends of mine for so many years and, and we've seen some things. We've uh, hung out at conferences in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I've had the chance to minister for and with Matt uh, there in the Pacific Northwest for many years. And I'm just so excited about what God is doing there in the Pacific Northwest through that amazing church that God put in their heart and brought to fruition. So I just wanna honor pastors Matt and Kim. I wanna honor you as a bunch of people launching off together to build something for the glory of God there in the state of Washington that's gonna shine light and show love and share the good news. I wanna let you know from a gospel ninja from the other side of America that I admire you. Uh, I love you and I honor all of you. Uh, I understand that you all are in a, 
a series called Peace of Mind. And, and we just know that God is in the business of restoration and it's so cool that he is restoring the mental health and the mental strength for many people coming out of a very challenging season. And as I was reflecting on this series, I felt a word specifically for my church for all family. And it's that God wants to restore the joy in your journey. And it's going to impact the feeling that you have on the inside. It's going to impact the relationships you have all around you. And it's going to help you also see a restoration and the experience of a peace of mind. God wants to restore your joy. Uh, Joy is a really hard word to define. It's a hard concept to exhaustively explain. But, But everyone knows joy when they see it and when they feel it. Now seriously, you can go to the dictionary and try to understand joy. You can go to the Bible and study the original Greek and Hebrew words and, and get the idea of an inner strength, an inner gladness, an inner lightness, an inner peace. But the reality is joy is really hard to put your finger on, but everyone watching right now knows joy when they witness it. You see joy when it's overflowing in someone's life. Unfortunately, there are way too many people in the world today who would tell the story of having had joy and to have lost it. Really sadly, there are a lot of people even even in the room right now who would tell the story of how they had more joy back in January 2020 than they have now in February 2023. And it's important for us to like process through the joy in our journey because God designed you in such a way to need joy. In many ways, I believe that joy in our soul was actually fuel for our days that God designed us to run off. That's the reason in the book of Nehemiah, chapter eight and verse 10, it famously declares, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I've got joy from the Lord, I can just deal with my days. When I've got joy from the Lord, I can handle the pressure. When I got joy from the Lord, I can process my stress. When I got joy from the Lord, that nine to five just goes by really, really quickly. When I've got joy from the Lord, it feels like there's so much more calm and peace in my home. When I've got joy, I can just power through my every day. But you flip it, life without joy is difficult. When you wake up in the morning and you don't have joy, it feels like, wow, I'm not excited about the day to come. It feels like people get on your nerve so much faster. You lose your temper so much quicker. That nine to five just drags on and on and on. It feels like everything gets marked by a negative hue. It's amazing how when you have a lot of joy in your journey, you just power through in your life. When you're lacking joy, it feels like you've got cement blocks set to your feet and you drag your way through life just wondering if you'll be able to hang on. And here's the challenge. We as a humanity are knit together by this common thread. We've burnt through our joy supplies at an unprecedented rate over the last two or three years. Uh, We have faced uncertainty and, and frustration and division and fragmentation that I know that in my 46 years of living, I've never ever seen before. And a lot of us are going through life feeling less joy than we've ever felt before. Think about 
the traffic around you and how frustrated people are. You've been in an airport, look at how angry people are getting so much quicker. If you're standing in a Starbucks line, just think about how much quicker people are losing their tempo. We are living in very dry and divided times. And a lot of us are lacking joy. And if you're feeling that right now, I've got a word for you. God wants to restore it. He's in the business of giving you back something that you've lost. He's in the business of repairing something that's been ruined. He's the one who can restore your joy. That's the reason King David in Psalm 51 could so confidently exclaim to God, hey God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. I've lost something. I'm lacking something. The people around me can see it. Those who are closest to me can feel it. I'm losing, I'm lacking, I've lost my joy. But God, you can restore it to me. And that's the reason God set you up today to hear a simple word, not from a friend of Pastor Matt and Kim's, but a friend of God's and a friend of yours, that He has set you up to restore your joy in this season ahead. So let's be real right now. How are you going with your joy? Are you overflowing? Are you around the midway point? Could be worse, could be better. Or are you running low? Like seriously, like on your like dashboard, there's a fuel gauge and there's an F for full and an E for empty and a, a little light that goes off when you're running really, really low. What would your fuel gauge be reading right now? Just out of curiosity, what do you do when you're driving around and you see that little light go off? You know, do you do what my wife does as a smart, insightful, wise, intelligent human being and see that as an indicator to find a gas station and fill up with gas again? Or do you do what I do? See it as the beginning of the game. How many more miles can I squeeze out of this thing? The computer is telling me 50 miles. That's at least 150 miles in this thing. If I drive it just right, this thing might go on forever. If I take my foot off the accelerator, going down hills and, and feather the accelerator going up hills, I might get 500 miles out of this thing. How is your joy gauge right now? Is the light going off? What would your spouse say? What would your children say? What would your workmates say? The people you go to school say, are you running low right now? Well, the good news is, God sees it, He knows it, and He is showing up today to restore your joy. So here's the question. Okay, Dan, how? How was my joy restored? You hit the nail on the head. Bro, like kind of a couple of minutes in, I felt like God was speaking straight to me and my heart is racing and my palms are sweaty and I, I know that God's trying to get through to me. How is my joy restored? Well, I wanna lean into three simple truths that I promise you that if you could apply them into your life, you would see a genuine, experienced restoration of joy in a strength, in a lightness, in a gladness, in a positivity, and in a joy. I believe that if you lean into these words that come from King Jesus through the scriptures, the heart of God, I believe that you'll see a restoration of your joy. So point number one, where is joy restored? First and foremost, it's restored in the presence of Jesus. If you take time to steward His presence, if you take time to hang out with Jesus, 
you'll see a restoration of your joy. That's the reason the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, for the fruit of the Spirit is more love and more joy. The Spirit of God is just Jesus with us every single day. I know there are many people who weren't brought up around church at church for all. And, and sometimes the Spirit of God sounds like a, a mystical, even you know, strange thing. I'm just here to let you know that the Spirit of God is just God Himself, Jesus Himself with us every day. When Jesus promised another counselor, the Holy Spirit, He was saying, just as I was with you in person, the Spirit of God will be with you in person. And you're gonna understand that when you hang out with Jesus every single day, you walk away with more love and more joy. Come on, that's really, really good news. That means that the joy in your journey isn't dictated or determined by your personality. Some people think that they'll never have much joy in their life because they're not a very joyous kind of person. You think it's a personality trait. You're going, you know what? I've always just been a real kind of down individual and my mother and father were that way and they used to complain for, about a bunch of stuff. They were glass half empty kind of people and you know what I'm saying? My, even my blood type is negative and I was just born looking this way with RBF. You know what RBF is? Like resting bitter face. And you're going, you know what? I'm just not a very joyful kind of person. And, and I believe there are some people who are more introspective and more people who are more serious by nature, but you gotta understand that the joy in your journey isn't dictated by your personality. The joy in your journey is dictated by how much the person Jesus you invite into your journey. And here's the good news, you can have as much of His presence as you want. Just take a moment to think about that. As much space as you can create in your journey, He can fill it. As much time as you want to apportion to God, He will find Himself in the middle of it and you will find Him and His presence. And wherever you hang out with Jesus, I promise you, you're gonna walk away with more joy. Come on, this is really good news because not only is your joy not determined or dictated by your personality, it is not governed by your circumstances. That's the difference between happiness and joy. See, happiness is that high feeling you get when things go your way. That's where the word happiness comes from, happenings. When things happen in your favor, you feel high. The only problem is when things don't go your way, you feel low. Happy, 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 sad, sad, sad. And I've got no issue with happy. I love it when things go my way. I hope things go your way. Uh, I, I, I hope that, that things fall into line throughout the course of this week but the only problem is, if you tie your soul to happy, you're in for a rough and rocky roller coaster ride indeed. Why? Because sometimes things go your way and sometimes things don't. And your life will be high, high, low, low, high, high, low, low, if you connect your soul to happenings. Uh, I'm having some good, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, connection time and relationships, happy, happy, happy. You know, people getting on my nerves, Sad, sad, sad. Hey, work stuff is going great. Happy, happy, happy. Hey, the boss is getting down on me. Sad, sad, sad. Hey, the stock market is going great. I got some money in there. Happy, happy, happy. Stock market's getting a little squirrely right now. Sad, sad, sad. Hey, the Seahawks, hey, they're looking really, really good. Happy, happy, happy. Hey, the Seahawks, hey, didn't go as far as I hoped they would. Sad, sad, sad. It's up and it's down and it's down and it's up. It's outside in and I've got no issue with happy. 
I hope you experience happiness, but don't tie your soul to the happenings that cause or withhold happiness. Happiness is outside in, joy is different. Joy is inside out. Happiness is connected to your happenings. Joy is connected to your Jesus who never changes. So money stuff good, money stuff bad. Jesus is still provider. You can have joy. Health stuff good, health stuff bad. Jesus is still healer. You can have joy. Hey, the world seems like it's going crazy. Hey, the world seems to be kind of stabilizing a little bit. It doesn't matter what's going around you. Jesus inside of you hasn't changed and you can have joy. Hey, the Seahawks going great. The Seahawks not doing as great as I'd hope. You can have Jesus, who's the 12th man, and you can have amazing joy. Joy comes first and foremost from the presence of Jesus. So if you're lacking it right now, your next step is to prioritize his presence. And like I said before, you can have as much of his presence as you want. I'm not a big morning person. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not even really a night person either. I'm, I'm like kind of really good between like 10 a.m. and about noon. That's about my kind of my sweet spot. But I tell you what gets me out of bed in the morning, knowing that if I create time early in the morning, especially while it's still dark, I can experience Jesus in a beautiful and profound way. That's the reason I open up the Word of God in the morning. It's not a rule book for me. It's a love letter to me. It's God speaking to me and I feel His presence. That's the reason I fill my household with praise and with worship music. Uh, I, I don't do it because it's the right Christian thing to do. It's because I want my household to be a place where Jesus is honored, His presence is felt, and I feel more joy. That's the reason I pray throughout the course of the day. I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not a great like kind of long prayer. I love those people who can like pray for like, yeah, I was in my prayer closet for like 14 hours this week and just like kind of just praying in the spirit. And I, no, no, I, I'm the guy who can't pray for more than five minutes at a time. But I promise you this, I can't go five minutes without praying. And every single time I pray, I feel more of His presence and more of His presence, more inner strength, more inner perspective, more inner lightness, more inner joy. Prioritize His presence. That's the reason getting to church is really important. That's the reason I can right now tell you, church for all, that you've made a wise decision to take time to lean into His presence. For a lot of you, you've come out physically into a building and it's really, really cool because where two or three are gathered, the Bible says His presence is there in a unique and special way. If you are lacking joy, prioritize his presence and I promise you more of his presence more joy point number two write this one down joy not only comes from his presence joy also comes from perspective the way you look at life the lens through which you gaze at your days will cause joy to bloom or bust in your journey that's the reason it says in James chapter 1 to consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds can you see what's happening there? Pastor James is saying, based on how you consider something, based on how you face something, you can either have pure joy or no joy. You can either have joy in your circumstances or be overwhelmed by your circumstances. And it's all based on your perspective. Specifically, the perspective I wanna encourage you to take every single day in every situation is the perspective of gratitude and thanksgiving. If you fixate yourself on gratitude, 
if you look through the lens of thanksgiving, I promise you, your days, your life, your household, your school, your work will never be lacking joy. Now that's quite odd nowadays because it feels like the world is fixated through the lens of grumbling right now and everything is getting on your nerves and everything is wrong and everything is broken. And I'm just here to let you know that if you stare through that lens of grumbling long enough, whatever joy could have manifested won't come to pass because grumbling robs your space of any kind of joy. I'll give you an example. Just think about the last couple of hours of your life. Just think about the last couple of hours of your life. We woke up this morning and we kind of, oh man, I didn't sleep good last night. And oh, my, my back is bad. Man, I'm getting so old right now. I'm waking up with injuries that I didn't go to sleep with. You know what I'm saying? And I'm here and man, it's annoying. And I've got I've to go to, oh man, it's Sunday. I've got to go to church today. Oh well, got to go to church. I don't want to go to church today. I've had a really, really busy week, but I got to go to church because if I don't go to church, that'll be the week that Jesus decides to return. I'm going to miss it. And so, all right, I'm going to go to church. But first, I got to have some breakfast. It's apparently the most important meal of the day. I don't know who told, you know, anyone it was the most, I don't know if it's the most important, I'm being told it's the most important meal of the day. And so here I am going to the fridge. And so I got to find some cow milk because I just want some cow milk on my cinnamon toast crunch. And here I am, lo and behold, there's no cow milk. The, what, where's the, where's the, what's this stuff? What's this almond milk? Who made this almond milk stuff? I just want some cow milk. I'm an American. I'm like, I'm, I'm a part of the freest country on the planet and I'm not free to drink cow milk on a Sunday morning. I'm out here with some almond milk. What kind of weird hippie invented almond milk? But I'm, here I am eating almond milk on my cinnamon toast crunch. And now I'm trying to drive to church and there's just traffic everywhere. I just hate traffic. I kind of liked it back when it was really quiet on the roads and, 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 and it's annoying now as I'm driving around and I get to church and I walk into the front doors and there's a guy there and he opens the door for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I can open up my own door. And why are you smiling so big? I don't trust people that I don't know smiling this big at me. And I walk into the building and lo and behold, as if my day couldn't get any worse, there's someone sitting in my seat. Don't they know that I've been here right from the beginning? I am one of the OG church for all people and that's my seat and someone's sitting in my seat. So I sit down in a seat that's not my seat and we start singing. I don't like these songs. I don't, I don't, I don't feel that these songs honor God. You know why? Because I think we should only sing songs that come directly from the book of Psalms. I don't read the book of Psalms, but all songs should come from the book of Psalms. And I've got a random Chinese guy on a video screen that I've never heard of, never met. And he's, can you feel the joy just leave the room? <laughs> can you feel the joy just leave your heart as you think about the way some people have lived in the last couple of hours? Is this the way that you've been living? Is this the perspective you've been taking? That may be the reason why you're not feeling that inner strength, that lightness, that gladness, or that joy. But just think about your life lived through a different lens. Just think about your last couple of hours lived through the lens of gratitude. You wake up this morning and you're going, wow, ooh, man, I slept, didn't sleep good last night. I got a bad back, but it's all good. A bad back in the morning just reminds me I didn't die in my sleep. Then you think about, oh, I got church today. Praise the Lord. 
Hey, it's good for me to go to the house of the Lord. How cool is it that I get to go and worship Jesus in a country where I'm not persecuted for worshiping Jesus? There are many countries in the world who would love the opportunity that I'm getting this morning. But first of all, I've got to have some breakfast. And so you get your cinnamon toast crunch, you open up the fridge and you find that all the cow milk is gone, but you praise God. Thank God for almond milk. Someone worked out where the udders are and those little almonds and they milked those little suckers and now I've got almond milk. And now I'm gonna drive to church and there's traffic everywhere. Praise God for traffic. Traffic just reminds me that the world is getting back to normal. I get to church and there's someone there at the front door opening a door for me, smiling at me. Thank God for volunteers at Church for All who are gonna give up their time and their energy to serve me. And I walk into the room and someone's sitting in my seat. High five, praise God, someone's sitting in my seat. That means someone who doesn't usually come along to church came along to church and sat in my seat because everyone who usually comes to church knows that's my seat. And now we're praising God and we're worshiping God and I'm sounding good and everyone's sounding good around me. And there's a Chinese guy now and he's on the video screen and he's yelling at me and I don't understand a word he's saying, but I like his energy, man. I like his energy. Can you feel the difference? How about you do that instead of complaining next time? How about you do that instead of worrying, stressing, or allowing anxiety to overcome you? How about you make a decision every single day to fill your mouth with gratitude? Because I promise you, if you allow your mouth to be filled with gratitude, your heart will be full of joy. And side note, the life around you is gonna be marked by greater lightness and gladness. Gratitude, perspective, brings joy. Thirdly and lastly, Joy not only comes from the presence of Jesus and from perspective, but joy also comes from persevering. Press on, don't give up. That's the reason the Bible says in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, hey, may the God of hope, can I just remind you that we have the God of hope. We don't have the God of division. He's not the God of anger. He's not the God of revenge. He's not the God of you made your bed, now you need to lie in it. He's the God of hope. He's the God of there are better days ahead. He's the God of the best is yet to come. He's the God of I've got breath in my lungs and God on my side, so the day is gonna get better. Come, He's the God of hope. May He fill your life. Will He fill your heart? May He fill your being with joy and peace. I love that. Joy and peace are are cousins that wanna fill your life. But here's the catch. It's as you trust in Him. If you wanna see a restoration of joy, if you wanna see a healing in some of our broken mental spaces, if you persevere and trust in Him, The Bible promises a restoration. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in Him. Make a decision right now to trust in Him. I've been making that decision for the last couple of months because this message came out of a space where I felt as little joy as I felt in a long time. I've always been a positive person, energetic. Uh, I don't know if it's because my mother never breastfed me and gave me Red Bull instead. I don't know, something happened to make me like this. But I'm telling you now, my 
joy and my positivity was nearly basically all gone by the start of this year. 2020 was difficult for everybody, frustrating, fear-filled, never heard the word quarantine really before, pandemic. Definitely was never told that I needed to ration my toilet paper and 2020 was difficult and then 21 was meant to be the bounce back year. But instead of being the bounce back year, I just saw the country that I live in go through even more turmoil, stress and division. I thought 2022 was going to be the year of restoration and renewal, but it was just a long year of trying to rebuild stuff. And in all sincerity, I got to the end of last year not knowing if I wanted to do it again this year. Hey, there are other things I can do and there are other lines of work I can pursue. There are other passions in my heart I'd like to explore. Maybe kind of just running away from all of this might be the answer forward because I finished this year maybe as low as I felt in a long time. It was connected to pastoring and trying to find the people who have wandered off in the last couple of years from church and it's come from trying to help people and love people in a time where people are just all on edge and really frustrated. But really for me, it's because I haven't seen my, my family, my mother and father, my brother, his family, my in-laws, I haven't seen them for nearly four years now. Uh, going through a, a visa process here that keeps us in America and my family not being able to travel from Australia to here uh, has kept us apart and that's been heartbreaking and, and we had a little glimmer of hope to maybe be back in Australia for Christmas and and that glimmer was was shattered by the start of December and so I got to Christmas day and I'm sitting there going <sighs> and I'm not excited about opening presents and man I just wish this year turned out a little different And so I get to a point on Christmas Day and I'm like, man, I, just, I, can't, I can't do this. And I'm gonna go into the backyard and just making a decision again. Romans 15, verse 13. Hey God, you're the God of hope. Um, I feel like I don't have a lot of breath in my lungs right now, but you're giving me CPR this very moment. And you promised me to give me joy and peace. Joy when I'm feeling empty and down. Peace when it feels like the battle swirls around me. But it's as I trust in you. And so sitting on my back steps in my backyard, I just started telling Jesus out loud, I trust in you. I'm not gonna run away, I'm running to you. I'm not gonna pull away, I'm gonna lean into you. I'm not gonna get bitter and angry. I'm gonna stay soft and supple and believe that your presence is gonna transform me. I'm just here to testify to you that for the first like month of 23, I felt a restoration of joy like I haven't felt in a long time. And I hope and pray that that'll be your story too. That as you look forward into 23, no matter how much fear, anxiety, stress, or worry swells around you, you'll feel joy on the inside of you. And that'll make all the difference in your days. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Make a decision to lean in Him today. As we wrap up our time together, I just love to do two simple things. 
Number one, I'd love to give someone an opportunity at Church for All today to open up their heart to King Jesus and to invite Him in to be your personal Lord, Savior, and forever friend. That's all Christianity is. Christianity isn't about rules or regulations. It's not about doing good so good things will happen to you. It's not about appeasing an angry guy in the sky with the good religious effort of your hands. It's about recognizing that God is love and love is always offering itself to the other. And right now, you've been feeling God offering himself to you. And to enter into a relationship with him, it simply requires you to open up your heart to his grace and to his mercy, to respond to the knocking on your heart's door. And if you open up your heart, he'll enter in. And as he enters in, he'll give you strength, peace, and joy to power through in life and bring him glory. So with every eye closed and no one looking around, if that's you, I'm gonna pray a simple prayer and I just want you to pray this in your heart. Dear Jesus, I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Be my forever friend and help me by your spirit now to live for your glory. I repent. I turn from my way and I turn to your way. And I thank you, God, for life eternal that comes from this decision. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, a leader is going to give you your next steps in a few moments' time. I wanna let you know that you've made the wildest and the best decision that you'll ever make. I made that decision when I was 17 years of age and my life is continually being dis, uh, transformed by that decision. I hope and pray that's your story too. For the rest of us, with every eye open and every head raised and everyone looking around, <laughs> if that's you and you're saying, you know what, Dan, this word was absolutely for me. I need my joy restored. I've lost something. I've been searching in different places trying to find it again. God alone can give it and restore it. If that's you, with every eye open and every head raised, and I do that on purpose. The Bible says that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And there's nothing as humbling as saying, yo, that's me with people watching. So all I'm trying to do right now for you is to activate a promise from heaven. So if you're like kind of going, hey, over the last 31 minutes, yo, that's, that word's for me. I'm, I'm lacking joy. I need to see it restored. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right now? Come on, all over the room, just lift it high in the sky. That's amazing. Just lift them high in the sky. Come on, overcome that fear, overcome that pride. Just lift it high in the sky. Lord Jesus, you're a promise maker and you're a promise keeper. So keep your promise. Humble hands are lifted. Restore their joy. Give them grace. And we thank you, God, that as you flow from heaven, it's gonna impact our hearts and impact our minds. We thank you, God, that as we continue in conversation as a community, you will do a restoring work. God of hope, fill us with all joy and peace. Joy in our hearts and a peace of mind as we trust in you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. God bless you. I love you. 
And I cannot wait to meet you all in person one day very soon. Bless you. And I believe that you are going to experience so much joy in your heart and peace of mind as you walk forward. God bless and I'll catch you soon.